Two items came into the Curious Ear inbox lately. They're from two different independent producers, but with similar themes. One from Derek O'Halloran and one from Nancy Previs. Nancy's is about a group who are digging up a car park, and Derek's is about a man named Paddy who has an unusual way of doing the shopping. Uh, we're on Lord Edward Street by uh, Roberts, the juice bar, like the smoothie juice bar. That's Paddy. And I have grown like uh, wheatgrass for a while. Though. Paddy cuts quite the figure. I mean, you'd notice this guy. Uh, wheatgrass is a... It's actually literally a cross between wheat and grass, literally. Like, I think the first thing that you would notice is the piercing he's got in his right ear. It's one of those tribal piercings that enlarges the hole in your earlobe. And Paddy's got an A3 battery actually pushed through his ear. You know one of those small cylindrical batteries actually pushed through his ear. You, you kind of notice that. It produces a lot of uh, lot of goodness, a lot of nutrition or whatever. And ha- it's, it's basically one of those superfoods that's really, really good. He's tall and lean. He wears combat shorts, T-shirt. He's got a light beard and some facial piercings. He's kind of striking. I have such an excess of wheatgrass that I'm able to actually grow it and then basically exchange it, barter, if you will, for... Paddy's got a deal with the smoothie and juice bar. He delivers wheatgrass, and they give him free smoothies. Like not just is it local, but as well as that, it's, it's actually cheaper for him than actually buying it from a wheatgrass provider somewhere out in Creaking of the gate announces their arrival. It's a chilly Saturday afternoon in late February, and these are some of the people who have worked to transform a piece of Dublin 8 into a living, growing space. These are the members of the South Circular Road Community Garden. Many drop their rucksacks on the long table before reaching for watering cans, garden forks, or spades. Others tip their buckets of kitchen peelings onto a compost heap. Believe it or not, I enjoy weeding <laughs> because I think I've got that down. I think I know what a weed is now. Some of this stuff is still a little bit tough. I'm waiting to do Here is some wheatgrass. Cheers, <laughs> Patty. Is that one tray? Yes. And a little bit extra of this. Um, and what would you like? I will, I will have a well-being. Yeah. They're really good, yeah. <laughs> I've asked for a well-being smoothie with cranberry juice, strawberries, pineapple and raspberries. It's pretty damn tasty. He also takes away a lot of the fruit waste that uh, would have been used to produce the smoothies, just like this fibrous waste left afterwards. And, and Paddy has a use for that in his composting system back in his garden. Here are composting systems I just set up recently enough. Ooh, lots of, uh, lots of um, activity going on there, and they're starting to fill up quite well. So people Paddy lives in a really old apartment building. It's down close to Thomas Street, down around the Guinness Brewery area. You come into the front door, there's doors into the apartments on either side, along a narrow corridor, and then you walk out through into the backyard. It's paved for the most part, so it's kind of like a back patio, really. Paddy's taken lots of the paving slabs and upturned them and made little growing patches just um, in areas that would have originally been paved. Everybody in the apartment blocks to compost, like everyone should anyway, but but basically like it's just, it's just something I set up because, well, I mean, you know, 
apartment blocks like these are crying out for it, you know. It's just, it's such a waste as opposed to actually just putting that in your black bin bag, ends up in a dump. It doesn't readily seem like the sort of place that would be ideal for a lot of gardening, but as you look around, you can see Paddy's innovations. So I had the same idea that I actually could set up a line and have things growing off it. And in particular, what I have growing here are 12 bottles or 12 strawberry plants. And as you can actually see, here is a... Here is a massive strawberry forming, like so. Um, From the fire yeah, escape, Paddy's hung what is essentially a clothesline, and hanging off the clothesline are a series of two-liter bottles with the bottom cut off. They've been upturned, filled with soil, and each of them holds a strawberry plant. I've never really seen anybody use or recycle materials in this particular way. It looks kind of unusual, but then it makes a lot of sense at the same time. And uh, the strawberry plants seem to be doing really well. Soil demand and. So I can have them hanging up. This way they get a lot more sunlight and they're actually quite, pretty much out of the way. I need a few bricks for the old, uh, to support the base of the shed. To stop dampness. A lot of yellow bricks. Today the group is assembling a large wooden shed. We got these salvage bricks and that. There was a guy uh, the yellow brick next door was doing a bit of renovation and all these yellow bricks were going to skip. <laughs> All the members within the garden searched for sites. Um, I noticed this one, which is on South Circular Road and Rebooth Place. And I'd always looked at it and thought, like, wow, it's perfect, you know, as it would be a perfect community garden, but I thought it was owned by the house next door. But in fact, it belongs to a salvage company, which is just behind the site. And I went in and asked them if we could use the site, and they said we could. We've got use of the site up until apartment blocks get built on it. So there's planning permission on it for like an eight-storey apartment block building, but um, with the recession now, that's probably not going to go ahead. <laughs> the site was pretty much like a wasteland space, um, a lot of long grass. We didn't realise what the soil's condition was, but what we did find out is this used to be a car park 20 years ago, so there's a layer of gravel over the whole site so in the initial digs we had to like penetrate through that layer before we get to the good soil we've been doing a lot of composting so within the garden now in front of me is a large mound of brown soil but it's actually that's all compost that we made last year with horse manure that we get delivered now we're on Thomas Street and we're going to go check out the uh, stables on Thomas Street or off Thomas Street Basically, I'm going to go in, ask them if I can grab some horse manure because they're just going to be dumping it, bringing it to my garden and using it to grow. Horse manure is probably one of the best manures that one, one can actually get in the world. I've also gone up uh, onto the street randomly around 2 o'clock in the morning and swept up a bit of horse manure just on the street. Like, if I take home just even a few buckets, that's great, you know? Like, if I take home... You know, kilos and kilos of this stuff, that would be amazing, of course, you know, and I could do a lot with that, but even a couple of buckets, I'd be happy with that, you know. So we walked up Thomas Street to where I had a good idea the stables were, 
you go down a narrow laneway which kind of opens out as you go down it and um, there are a series of stables on either side it looks like there might be several stables down this laneway Sorry, lads. Um, just wondering, do you know where this, or the stables are? Are they open? Yeah, they're there. Wait, what's up? Just wondering if I could uh, take a bit of horse manure and bring it back uh, to my garden, basically, just to use it for gardening. Arm the gate. There's a couple of bags of shit. Get arm the gate and then let him take whatever he wants. Sweet. Cheers. Thanks, no, man. One of the lads who was looking after the stables brought us over and unlocked the gate. I can, like, I can give you a couple of, like, a bit of wheatgrass for your horses if you want as well. Like, huh? Wheatgrass? It's just really good, really good grass. Just inside the gateway, there were black sacks filled with horse manure. Paddy grabbed two really big sacks of horse manure and brought them out of the stable into the laneway. He had his bicycle with him as well, so I wasn't quite sure how he was going to manage all this stuff. Then it dawned on me that I was going to have to help. So before I know it, there I am, walking through the city centre, balancing a huge bag of horse manure on Paddy's bicycle. Mary is busy at the table attaching chicken wire to the inside of an old shopping basket. I'm making a riddle where I'm sieving out the soil and I'm leaving the stone behind so when that's done we'll put compost up there and make fertile ground okay I haven't quite finished this but I'll show you what I'm doing it's hard work now and it's laborious work and it'll take ages but then it's a project do you know what I mean because there's not always things for everybody to do in the garden when they come because sometimes there can be a lot of people here so we've removed the bramble and the sycamore saplings so we're left with the bare soil and the soil is I'd say 80% small stone from the car park. So I'm trying to just take it out and keep the soil as much as the soil I can because we can't take away everything. We haven't got the facility to take away everything. I take that. Hold on. Get my shovel. And you do this. Now, see this? See, I'm getting a bit of soil, right? So this is called riddling. Builders use a riddle. But we have to be very uh, creative and innovative and spontaneous and improvise and use all those words. Because this is what the community garden is about as well. We buy as little as possible because it's about reusing, recycling, conservation, preservation and reclaiming. So I'm making a pathway there with that. There's still this air of, like, you know, people in the city don't do that, you know, of, like, getting your hands dirty is a terrible thing to do or something. And, and you know, there's a real pleasure. There's something really wonderful about gardening and growing your own food and growing your own herbs and, and, and being a little bit more sustainable. I'm not saying, you know, everyone should grow all their own food because I mean for the most part that's not feasible with work with all the stuff that we have to do you know there's there's enough enough to be done but but certainly growing a couple of you know growing your own tomatoes and knowing what a real tomato tastes like is definitely a plus you know I just see myself as just one of the volunteers and that I've seen an opportunity in that you know what I mean and to bring back what you call the community spirit back into 
the Dublin area now because we were, we lost a lot out through the uh, the building boom and at the Celtic Tigers lead to call it. It's hard work. But it's, you see, keeps people busy. Like, I mean, people get a buzz out of this, do you know what I mean? People in an office all day never have to, you never can do, have the opportunity to do anything physical, apart from a rotten gym, you know? Stuck under, um, stuck under fluorescent light and with bad ventilation and loud music. Come here and do some riddling. <laughs> it's, good, it's good for the back muscles. It's good for the heart. Two pieces from independent producers Derek O'Halloran and Nancy Previs. You can listen to the full programmes on the documentary on one site. Just click on the section marked The Curious Ear.